Hi, welcome back to Leia's Dead. Sorry for our break for a few weeks there. Uh, I have been making a lot of changes, like I said in the last post, and still trying to figure out exactly what is the best solution for what I want to do with Leia's Dead. Uh, the Twitter handle, we lost our rebel princess, the world seems completely upside down, the empire appears to be winning, but this is no time to give up. And, you know, after thinking through it and posting some very enthusiastic first podcasts that were very about parallels with the Star Wars universe for Star Wars fans and what's going on in the world today, it just seemed forced after about the fifth one. And so I, I still am sorting out what exactly this should be. And it has been setting, settling in to really feeling like culturally we are going through massive shifts right now. There is a tremendous amount of restructuring with my main project, Refit or Die, that is really leaning heavily into what do we do now that globalization and automization has kind of taken over the world and has begun to eliminate jobs that tremendous masses of people around the world could count on. And now we don't have those jobs as available as they used to be. And in fact, we won't ever again. So my project Refit or Die is beginning to shape more from its original existence as Refitting the Planet, which was a DIY and odd projects, repurposing, upcycling, blah, 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 into Refit or Die, which the projects now are more metaphors for working with what we have and reimagining what we could do with what we have in front of us. There are already, I think it's about at least a dozen friends, people close to me, who have been pushed out of industries that they all expected to work in and live in and exist in forever. I've mentioned a couple books. One is Choose Yourself. The other one is um, The End of Jobs. Both have been really, really instrumental. I cannot recommend them high enough for determining where our paths should go, where are jobs going, what are we doing with jobs, how do we work, how do we create income. Both of these books are surprisingly optimistic. One might think that these books would not be optimistic. Well, they are. And part of the optimism is, and I personally feel it, I have always believed that that job at a giant corporation is a dead end. Now, I have peers that snatched up that job at a big corporation in the publishing industry, and they are still working, they are still paying their mortgage, they are still going on vacations, and so, you know, one might be able to look at present circumstances and say, Rodney, you're wrong, this is not good, and you need to rethink a lot of what you're proposing right now. But, 
even though I've been ejected and pushed out, I do believe going forward into the next five years and 10 years and 15 years, I'm right now building the tools and the foundation and the base by which I will build a much stronger future than many of my peers who are still working in this dying industry that is magazine publishing. Now, even beyond magazine publishing, there are so many shifts in media. My first step outside of magazine publishing, because I'm not, I was aware that this industry was dying. I've been watching it dying for about 15 years. I've been in the business for 30. The first 15 was wonderful, full of possibility, full of all kinds of um, really terrific uh, opportunities. And it has been a really, I mean, I had a lot of really great times. It was a really great and terrific industry for that first 15 years. The last 15 that I've been in it, not so much. There have been, for the last 15 years, very clear steps towards reducing, cutting costs, cutting staff, doing more with less. And I'm finding now that I've been ejected out of that industry that there are more and more people in various industries that are finding the same thing. I have some friends in banking. They did large contract financing. They worked on giant billion dollar contracts, which are handled by or used to be handled by numerous people who would focus on specific areas of these giant contracts like Koch brother contracts, like Microsoft uh, uh, global contracts. And many of these people are being pushed out of jobs. Manufacturing in the United States, honey, that's done. I mean, what manufacturing we do here will be special, but as far as the mass-produced Rubbermaid garbage cans and like general purpose mass industry items, yeah, that is coming to a close. For all the fools that voted for Trump, Yes, I said fools. Is that judgmental? Yes. I'm sorry, but if you voted for Trump, you did no research on your own. You listened to some horse shit that he said, and you decided to believe that horse shit. So as far as I'm concerned, you're a fool. You chose your leader based on some horse shit that sounds a lot like your buddies that you talk with at the bar on Friday night about 7 o'clock when the drinks are kicking in. That is not the kind of leader that we should be looking for or voting for. So yes, you're a fool if you voted for him, and I'm sorry if it offends you. You're a fool, and somewhere deep inside, you know that you didn't do proper investigation. But this fool, the fools that voted for this fool, some of them are coal industry people who thinks that coal industry is coming back to the United States. Um, hello? 
15 years ago, I was watching the publishing industry begin to collapse in on itself, and I knew I needed to do something different. It's not because of me. It's not because of something that could be adjusted or changed and it will be booming. The magazine industry has been dying. We consume information differently. We are all plugged into digital platforms and such. It's not coming back. Okay, it's not. So I began to plan how so many coal industry fools think that coal is coming back, that for the decades now that coal has been collapsing as an industry, that you wouldn't do a little research, that you'd spend all your time on Facebook pushing ridiculous and non-patriotic patriot horseshit, because it has an eagle and an American flag on it, does not mean it's patriotic. Hello. So the coal industry is another one that's dying and it's not coming back. Do your research and figure out why. Okay, these are just a couple industries that are going this way. I just had somebody tell me, well, the medical industry I hear is a place where that will be doing a lot of hiring. Well, for how long? These kind of articles are written by like monster.com or indeed.com whose entire existence is based on still the idea that we are all hustling for jobs in giant corporations. The concept of us working at a job at a big company. The day that that ends, indeed, monster.com, career blazers, all these career institutions will be over too. So of course they're pushing this thing. And my problem with it is that somehow, somewhere, deep inside, everybody knows that there are changes afoot that are not going to reverse and are not going to slow down, stop, and back up. They're, they're, it's, it's, this is over. So I believe Leia's Dead is now going to become a focus on culturally the things that we love and adored. I loved Star Wars. I was one of those kids that signed up for and had the little cardboard stand and waited as each individual action figure in the beginning was issued. And you'd grab it up right away. And there were no toys and merchandise. So it was like, you know, the trading cards that come with bubble gum or a poster, printed material was the first things. I was that kid that gobbled that up. Princess Leia was this kind of loudmouth rebel, the kind of person that we need to be today. The truth is, it's not surprising that Princess Leia was on so many posters during the, during the Women's March against Trump that weekend after his inauguration. It's not surprising at all because she was a loudmouth and she was someone who rolled up her sleeves, got dirty and made things happen. To me, she's a strong symbol for what we need to be today. But because of Carrie Fisher's death, she's also a symbol of the cultural things that we're going to have to let go of 
in order to move into the future that is unfolding, whether we willingly join into the program or not. The future right now exists and is going to be abundant, but you have to let go of all the maps, all the career maps. What colors your parachute was like such the perfect guidebook back in the days. It's not anymore. None of any of these things make sense anymore. The way we teach our kids in high school, the way we teach our kids in college and end them with massive amounts of debt, none of these things make sense anymore. None of these things are of value anymore. We need to chart new territory. We need to become we need to group together maybe with some friends and decide that like careers and work and jobs and business is now going to be an expedition and find a few people you like working with and begin to build your own things. We're in an age where ideas and concepts can build industries. We are in an age where sometimes even the smallest thing can generate so much income, so much interest. And I think right now, what we probably need to be focusing on, not probably, what we need to be focusing on is concepts. Now in, I believe it was the, um, I don't think it was Choose Yourself, I think it was the End of Jobs book. In that book, he actually had an exercise which is transforming. I had to stop the exercise because it was becoming really difficult <laughs> to do the exercise while I was beginning to move forward some of the ideas that were better and that kept coming to mind. But here's the exercise I'm going to leave you with and then see how this works for you. See how this does for you because I think this exercise could be really great. So he said, every day, come up with 10 ideas, 10 business ideas. Okay, these can be products. Like, for instance, back in the day when, when smartphones first came out, we discovered very quickly how easily they break if you drop them. And because we were always playing with them, because they were new and there was all these apps and there was all these things that they can do and we couldn't resist being on them all the time, which we still do, but, well, they're a lot less fragile now, but suddenly there was a need to protect them. Suddenly there was this giant demand for cell phone cases. Cases that protect, cases that were pretty, cases that reflected your personality. Where there was no industry before, suddenly there was a giant booming industry for these devices. And there were certain devices, like the iPhone, that were the favorites. Let's focus on even just some of the smaller things that might connect to or parallel with or be the perfect accessory for the way that we do things now. You know, we are starting to project movies now. Projectors are becoming way better. They figured out how to use LEDs as projectors, projections, so the price has dropped and even the size of these projectors. I have a projector that I could blow up a giant movie, drop a sheet on the back of the house and blow up a movie on the side of the house from a projector that can fit in my pocket. And it's bright. It's vivid, good color, it's sharp, it's amazing.
Well, so maybe this is something that's going to become new, or maybe it's not. Maybe there'll be something new. But I'm saying with this 10 idea project, come up with 10 ideas. Maybe it's a food thing. There's a giant trend right now where you buy, you know, Szechuan beef and the box comes and it's got all the ingredients measured out and whatever. You just have to chop, put it together as per the instructions and make it and voila, you've got this wonderful meal and it's all fresh. Okay, that wasn't something that was going on five years ago, but it is now. Is it a trend that will last? I don't know the answer to that because we're in such tremendous change. But every day, designate time to come up with 10 ideas. Now, what I was doing was writing them down so that I recognized that I had reached my goal of 10 ideas and then throw them away. Throw them away. Do not keep a record. Do not keep them in a book because if it's a great idea, if it's a good one, if it's one that you should per perhaps pursue, it's going to come back to you. You're going to remember it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back the next day and the next day, and then it's going to go on the list of things that you begin to push forward. Some of these ideas, and probably the best ones, because they end up becoming almost just a residual income. You do almost nothing, and next thing you know, you're making a tremendous amount of money. One of the ideas was to basically connect the dots. So amongst your 10 ideas that you do a day, connect dots. Okay, this is just an example. This is not real, but up the street, there's a home for elderly. It's mostly... There are some permanent residents there that are probably going to pass away there. Um, so it's, it, you know, kind of an assisted medical living. It's mostly rehab. Seniors that broke a hip or had some surgery and they're rehabbing them to get home. Let's just say they have a shortage of something and I discover that some other place has a surplus. I also, let's just say, know a college student who is taking extra classes and has trouble making decent money and working with his schedule. So I make a call and I facilitate the deal of connecting this place that has surplus of something with the senior center that has lacking and I pay this fellow to do all the delivery. I'm facilitating it. I'm handling the contracts. I'm making sure they're getting what they're getting. I get paid by the senior center for what I'm making happen. The place that has the surplus is giving it to me at 50% of the cost. So I'm profiting brilliantly. And I'm getting to pay this guy and he can adjust his own schedule as long as the materials are getting there and they're not running out. And we're all happy. This has solved a problem for the college student friend. This has solved a problem for income for myself. It's solved a problem for the surplus that this place doesn't know what to do with and the lacking that the senior center has. And all I'm doing is making phone calls and making sure that the deal is happening, but I'm sitting at home. It takes me all of maybe 30 minutes a week and I'm doing all right. Well, that's one of the 10 ideas. If every day you start doing a list with 10 ideas and throw them away, and the reason why I emphasize throw them away is because after about a month of this, if you do this, you're going to have after a month, say 30 days, 10 a day, you're going to have 300 ideas.
and you're going to be talking to somebody and you're going to say, oh my God, what was that idea? And you're going to start flipping back through this book and you're not going to find things. And then you're going to see other ideas that you're like, oh, that was a great idea. I should pursue this. But probably if that idea did not return to you, it probably wasn't that great. So move on. So what I'm saying to you is 10 ideas. Take that and, and run with it and see where that takes you because we are moving into new territory. We are moving into a new world. And cultural things like Star Wars and Leia and Carrie Fisher. It, one last thing, my cousin, who is a giant Star Wars fan, who has created a band named from Star Wars, and a lot of their songs reference Star Wars, said to me after Rogue One, that he just feels like there's something missing, that Star Wars just doesn't have the magic it used to. And I told him it can't for him. I thought Rogue One was pretty on point. Rogue One felt to me like what Star Wars used to feel like. Rogue One was so tight. And mostly because you didn't know these characters, this was all new, you were getting to see new planets and new worlds and new ships and new, I mean, it was part of the thrill. But the other reason why I told him you can't possibly enjoy Star Wars the way I did back then is because he grew up in a different era. Star Wars was something brand new. It was like we had never seen before. And now there's a ton of stuff that's out that's really visual and really beautiful, some of it even more so than Star Wars. Star Wars opened the gate and now there's tons of people using the equipment and the facilities and the technology. He can't possibly watch Star Wars the way I did in 1977. It's not possible. And that's the whole point of Leia's Dead. Culturally, we are changing. If you want to cry and whine about the past and whine about what had happened and what was, well, okay, you'll be stuck. But if you want to run forward, start with the 10 ideas. Do them daily. Write them down so you know you got your 10 and then throw them away. If it's a great idea, it'll come back to you tomorrow and the next day. And don't just keep repeating your same 10 ideas. You will not be exercising your brain to begin to problem solve. Okay, well, that's it for this Leia's Dead. Again, apologize for the delays, but I'm going to be getting back in the saddle and getting this going because it does feel like emphasizing how we move forward reminiscing a little bit about the cultural changes we're dealing with, but embracing the new cultural changes that are coming. I think let's position ourselves in the best win-win scenario we can create. Okay, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next Thursday again. Bye-bye.